morning, church. So good to see you all just rise. This is a song where you can definitely put your hands together and worship him. Amen. It's a new song. We hope you enjoy it. It's all about giving a praise. Oh 
can celebrate his goodness more than that. Come on, has he made you glad? <laughs> That's right. He has made you glad. He has been good. We celebrate that this morning. Amen. His goodness and his grace. Thank you, Lord. Come on. He has made you glad. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. Greater than I can say, Lord.
what this entire season is about, adoring the Christ that has come to earth to be born so that eventually he would give his life for us. That's what this is all about. The gift of Jesus is life for us. As we stand, as we are lucky enough and blessed enough to stand in this place, to stand in his presence, to feel his love and grace and mercy, would you just lift up your praise? It's the easiest way for you to give him thanks. Say, Lord, we praise you because you are the giver of life and the giver of love. You are the breath in our lungs, and we thank you for that. You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness. You give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great Lord, it's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour. an understatement great are you Lord you're magnificent you're glorious you're supernatural you move in such a manner that God we can't even express it except take our life take our heart take our soul we're supposed to have communion today I'm not sure if they passed out the elements did they no then we'll have communion with the Lord father we're connected to you through your Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you so much for all that you do. We thank you for all that you've done. And God, we're praying for a move of your Holy Spirit to fall upon us and live within us. And Father God, we're praying, Lord God, that, Lord, you move in such a manner that, Lord, whether we're sick, whether we're depressed, whether we're dealing with overwhelming issues, whether we're dealing with overwhelming joy and celebration, Whatever we might be going through, Father God, we're just believing you to be the Lord of it all. Father God, Pastor Mike had a heart issue this week, and God, we're believing for complete healing and restoration of his body. Father, give him a good report tomorrow and just strengthen him and heal him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. Father God, we're believing that, Lord God, you're going to just do a supernatural work in our life and in our ministry. And Lord God, whether people are in this room or they're online, God, I pray encouragement. So many people are retreating back into their homes because of COVID outbreak and other RSV and things going on. I pray healing over anyone's respiratory issue. 
that, Lord, you would open up their lungs and open up their breathing and allow them to feel your peace and your power and your presence and your purpose on their life. Father God, thank you for all that you do and thank you for all you've done. And Lord, we're believing, Father God, till you just move and shake us in a mighty way to experience your love and your peace and your mercy. Now, Father, meet every need, Lord. There's people that are incarcerated and we pray for the incarcerated. Minister to them. Help them and the families that go through a very challenging time because of their incarceration. Father God, we pray for, Father God, a move of your spirit here at New Beginnings Church and in Christian churches all across Albuquerque to bring the transformation we're praying for and believing you for. So we thank you. We love you. And we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And I've been told we're having communion on Christmas Eve. So make sure you're here for that service as well. But worship him. Lift up your voice and just celebrate him today.
God is great. Am I right, church? Can we lift up a shout of praise real quick? Come on, God. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, knowing that it truly is your breath in our lungs, God. We come before you knowing that the only reason we're here today, God, is because you said, let it be so, because you are the one who created us, Lord. You are the one who sustains us, God. And for that, we say, great are you, Lord, God. And right now, I just want to pray for him every single person coming in at the end of a long week, whether they're here in person or online, God, I pray that you, you continue to fill them with your fresh breath, Lord. I pray that you continue to pour out your spirit, God. I pray that those who have come in looking for for rest, I pray that you give them peace, God. I pray that for those who have come in looking for strength, I pray that you give them rest, God. I thank you and I praise you for all that you are, all that you're doing. It's in your precious and beautiful name we pray, God. Amen and amen church. Uh, as you know, we are currently uh, in Christmas season, the season of Advent. Uh, so would you help me welcome our sister Debbie Tate to the pulpit as she brings us our reading this morning. Thank you, David. You may be seated. As we gather to worship, we prepare ourselves for song, to listen, to pray, and to respond. Are we prepared to be surprised? Are we prepared to experience sudden joy? The angels were doing what they always had done, watching over their flocks by night, when suddenly there appeared an angel with good news of great joy. They were shocked, surprised, intrigued, and might, some might say tickled pink. This good news of great joy was for all people. Their follow-up to the manger unleashed their amazement and their praise. They told everyone about it, and God was glorified. On this third, day, uh, third Sunday of Advent, we light the candle of joy. We are challenged this season to share hospitality with strangers. In doing so, we might be surprised at the angels among us. We may not realize who they are, but we will feel joy, gladness, and a sense of fulfillment and honor as we extend hospitality. The widow of Japheth opened her home and her table to the prophet Elijah. The last of her flour and oil, shared in obedience, miraculously and joyfully sustained them for many days until the rains came. The young boy among the 5,000 shared his loaves and fish, then joyfully watched the blessing, the sharing, the gathering of 12 baskets of leftovers, leftovers from his little bitty lunch. What joy God has for those who love, share, and care for others. Our sharing may be disguised as waiting as time waiting in a long line at the store, eye contact with a stranger, a co-worker, or a neighbor, pausing to listen and moving at a slower pace. Our sharing may include the growing anticipation that this season will not make us 
blue with melancholy, green with envy, red with anger, or white with fear. Rather, what God has in store when we are kind to strangers makes us tickled pink with joy, for we have entertained angels without even realizing it. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. A generous person will be enriched, and one who gives water will get water. Be prepared for what God has in store. We give glory for joy. Uh, hey, church, before we get started with announcements, let's take a moment. Let's greet one another. Why don't we do that real quick? Nope. <laughs> so we said child dedication. Yeah, and then um, what else? Um, oh, I don't know much about the gift baskets. Are you able to I, I can start them? with that, yeah. And then, so I'll start with that and then pass it to you. And then, okay. yeah. Is there a time for child dedication or are they just um, show up after second service. Cool. All right, we'll let all the extroverts get back to their seats now. How are we doing this morning, church? We doing all right? Man, I'm so excited to be here. I, I can't lie. Asking you guys to greet each other is one of my favorite parts of, like, being here in the morning, just because literally everybody gets up. It's like, is this a family reunion? I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, but hey, guys, my name is David Sanchez. I'm the youth minister here at New Beginnings Church. My name is Lena Mazaranich. I'm one of the volunteers here at New Beginnings Church. And before we get started with anything else, we do have a couple of quick announcements for you. Uh, I don't know if you all remember in November, we were doing, no, remember November, look at that rhyming. Uh, I don't know if you all remember in November, uh, we were doing Thanksgiving meal boxes for families who are maybe in need of one of those. We are doing something similar for Christmas season. However, registration to both receive and sponsor those boxes closes uh, on the 14th, that's this coming Wednesday. So whether you're in a, in a place right now where you're just looking for extra ways to give, extra ways to uh, be generous uh, as the year comes to an end, uh, then we'd highly encourage you to look into our uh, Christmas family meal boxes. It's a great way to give to people who are in need. And maybe if you find yourself at a place, you know, at the end of a long year and you're find yourself in a position where you are in need of one of those boxes, uh, I want to point you to our website. We put it right on the landing page, nbcabq.com. You just scroll down. There's a registration link right there. And if that gives you any issues, you can always call our front office uh, anytime Monday through Friday between 9 and 5, um, you know, just standard work days. Uh, and so once again, that deadline closes again on the 14th. That's this coming Wednesday. Uh, and I believe on the 17th is when we will be distributing those boxes. Yes, and also on the 17th, David, I know that there is a certain potluck coming up. Oh, there is a certain potluck Where coming. Where are men in the room? Come on, guys, come that, on. There you are, there you like, are. That, that was a, that was a Still very on the mom, coffee. I momentary get it, I get it. awkward <laughs> silence. <laughs> no, we're good. Awesome. So, men, as you know, it's a monthly deal. This Saturday, they're going to be having the men's potluck breakfast. It's going to start at 7.45 a.m. It is potluck, so you gotta bring you got to bring your food, you know, People like eggs, 
Eggs. 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 Yes. Bacon. 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 Somebody mm. always brings some sort of green chile that will just melt chili. your face off, and it's, it's my favorite thing ever. I appreciate whoever does that. Uh, but yeah, these men's breakfasts are fantastic. Events. I wish you could be there, Lena, but you know, mm. God said no. Uh, so it's all good. Uh, but these events are really fantastic. And again, that's uh, this Saturday, I, I believe at 7.45 a.m. Yes. Uh, and just bring, if, if you don't have the time to cook the eggs, we got the griddles out here. You can just bring the eggs. We'll throw them on the grill for you real quick. We know that uh, prepping, especially that early in the morning, is kind of hard. But all my men of God in here, I'd highly encourage you to be there because that day we will also be distributing those food boxes that we had just talked about earlier. Yes. And then parents and guardians in the room, we just wanted to remind you that today is our child dedication service after second service. So if you are planning on dedicating your child or if you even uh, haven't signed up yet and you want to, uh, we encourage you, please be here. Um, it's, it's, it's a simple dedication that is just saying, hey, I'm a parent, I'm a, garden, I'm a guardian, and I'm going to raise this child in a way that loves Christ, follows Christ, and lives a life that with Christ. Absolutely. And, you know, child dedication is just such a beautiful thing. If it's not something you've thought about too deeply, I'll just tell you this much. For me growing up, uh, every time my mom would have to discipline me, because as you know, we all get in trouble from time to time, uh, my mom would always point me back to the fact that she's accountable to God for how she raises me. And that made all the difference to me, that it's not just about my parents tell me right and wrong, but it's about my parents trying to get me in right relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so having that solidified and setting that intention with, through child dedication is a fantastic thing that I believe all families should be doing, really. And so Absolutely. if you're interested in that, uh, again, after second service, be here for that. Yep. But other than that, church, we just want to thank you again. None of this would be possible without your faithful offering and tithings. Mm -hmm. And so if you would like to give, we have it up on our screen here. We have offering boxes at every exit. You can also give online or through our app. And then we also have text to give as well. Absolutely. And all these uh, different online platforms are fast, they're safe, they're secure. You get no spam. Uh, and like Lena just said, at all four corners of our sanctuary, we got those uh, drop-in boxes. So church, thank you so much for all that you are and all that you do uh, being part of this community here at New Beginnings Church. Now, would you help us welcome our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield, to the stage this morning? Thank you, Lena and David. Don't you just love these young people? They're amazing. Um, what a joy to have you here in the house. Uh, just want to say, first of all, to all of you that made Angel Tree possible, uh, thank you for Pastor Chris and Pastor Sonia's leadership in that. Uh, we were able to give gifts to over 300 children. Uh, it was an amazing gathering. Uh, I think it was, what was the final count, 350 or? 450 kids. And uh, what a night. What They had every room in this building was being used to minister to the children and their families. And oh my goodness, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so if you missed it, make sure you put it on your calendar for next year. The other thing I want to say is thank you for all of you that supported in the God's Warehouse toy giveaway yesterday. We gave away over 900 gifts to children yesterday at God's Warehouse. Amazing, amazing time. You Church, you guys are phenomenal. Just amazing things taking place, and we thank you for that. I uh, want to let you know that this Friday, we're doing our food distribution. So if you could volunteer, we always need help. Uh, there, be here at 10 o'clock. 
uh, dress warm. It's supposed to be a little nippy. I don't know how cold it's going to be. It's been beautiful lately. But anyway, this Friday at 10 o'clock, we start putting the boxes together. And then at 12 o'clock, uh, people actually start lining up ahead of time. But we can really use your help. And I want to make sure all of you got your devotional. We have devotionals for you leading up to Christmas. And uh, I don't know where they have them out in the lobby, but they're out there someplace. But we have these uh, really, really neat devotionals. Entertaining Angels is the title focus this year. And it's really a wonderful tool. So I hope that you will be able to participate with us in that. Well, let's get into the Word. I'm, I'm doing this series called God's Christmas Gifts. God has been so gracious to us when he gave us his only begotten son. And uh, we celebrate it this time of the year. We don't know exactly when Jesus' birth was, but we celebrate it during this time of the year. And we say, thank you, Lord, for your promises. And today, what I want to talk about is overcoming fear. Overcoming that holds us back. That fear that grips us. That fear that keeps us from moving forward. A fear that is seen throughout the Christmas story. You see where God really had to empower and strengthen and help people uh, deal with fear. Every single person has fears. Some are secret fears, fears you never want anyone to know about. Maybe something about your life, a weakness of your life that you don't really want people uh, feeling like you matter to anyone. Fear of dying, fear of, of, of someone finding out uh, your darkest secret, fear because you feel like you might not ever find true love and might not be loved or even find true love. And, and today I want to deal with the fears that we deal with, fears that, 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 that there's fears today because of COVID. Now there's been an outbreak again, and, and you see people shine away from public gatherings, shine away, and, 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 and I understand we have to be careful and use wisdom uh, RSVs right now rampant, and some people are fearful of that. Some people are fearful of, of the violence in our city and Albuquerque and, and the homeless situation. And, and, and man, they're fearful of the government, and they're fearful, and they're fearful, and they're fearful. So we deal with fears. And today, we celebrate Christmas in a whole different way than they did the very first Christmas. You see... The Christmas story for us is a real joyous one for Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and, and Zechariah and Herod and others in the Christmas story. It wasn't that great. It was hard. And every one of these main characters had to deal with some kind of fear. And I want to look at that today because in the first Christmas, angels said, don't be afraid several times. First, they said it to Mary. In Luke chapter 1, verse 30, he said, the angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, he said to Joseph, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid. There it is a second time. You see it in Luke chapter 28, verse, 30, uh, verse 20, uh, rather, chapter, Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, with the shepherds. 
This is that night they were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. There it is one more time. You see to Zechariah, who was the the father of John the Baptist, who was a, a leading priest, In Luke chapter 1, verse 12 and 13, Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw the angels, when he saw him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. There it is one more time. We're going to be looking even Herod dealing with fear, the people of Israel. So, Father, I just pray your blessing over our time that, Lord, we could really learn how to overcome fear that grips us, overcome fear that holds us back, overcomes fear that, that keeps us from moving forward. And Lord, I pray this in the name of Jesus, amen. You see, there's fears that people faced at that first Christmas. Mary, for instance, faced the fear of inadequacy, inadequacy. Look at chapter one of Luke. Look at verse 29 through 34. It says, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. The angel just said, man, you found favor with God. You're going to conceive. And she's like, what? Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. And he will be very great and will be called the son of the most high the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestors, David, and he will reign over Israel forever, and his kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, but how? How? Man. And then she says, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. Man, can you imagine what she must have been going through? Thinking, what? First of all, wait, slow down. I don't know about you. If, if there was just appearance of an angel in front of you, that would be freaky enough. That would be like, whoa. I mean, it says she was confused and disturbed and all shook up. And, and, and man, and the angel says, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. I, 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 I come from a message from God. You found favor with God. And that might help you a little bit. At least he's not there to zap you and kill you and take you. <laughs> it's like, okay, good, okay. I'm not in trouble. But man, now he starts delivering the message. God wants to send his son to this earth and God has chose you to carry that seed. What? Me? Slow down, wait. I'm not even married yet. Matter of fact, I'm engaged. Back then, they used to get engaged as early as 11 years old and used to be married usually by about 15. After that, you were an old maid. No, really, it was like, wow, man. So, so she's a young teenager and she's hearing this message and can you imagine she's going, okay, wait, I'm not... I've, I've never had sex. I haven't been with a man. I'm engaged to Joseph, but we've been pure, and we're waiting till that beautiful, glorious wedding day. And, and man, I, I okay, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. This is way too much for me. 
Haven't you ever felt inadequate with an assignment you've been given? Haven't you ever been in, in, felt inadequate with the calling God places on you? And he calls you to do something and he places his anointing and his peace and power upon you. And you kind of trip out and you kind of go like, whoa, wait up, what's going on? But she says, how can I'm a virgin. This is not possible. I know what biology 101 taught us. I remember my health class. A man and a woman procreate. And, and, and I have not been with a man, so this isn't, this isn't going to happen. But she says, wow, whoa. A- another one that was really feeling a lot of fear was Joseph. Joseph faced the fear of disapproval. He's like, well, let's just read it. Matthew chapter 1. Start at verse 18. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, a holy man, a godly man, and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Now look, really think of what's going on. You're engaged to this woman, and all of a sudden she says she's pregnant. Now that in your, by itself, I don't know about you guys. Come on, let's be real. Let's be human. If your girlfriend or your fiance told you that, wouldn't you trip out? You might want to just say, you know what? Oh my gosh, who is he? Who is he? Mary, I thought you were a holy woman. No good for nothing, Mary. Where you been hanging out? Who you been hooking up with? I'm going to find him and I'm going to, ooh, are you with me? Come on. He's got to be like, oh my, betrayed? Like, man, what, you don't approve of me? I'm not good enough for you? Really, Mary? You don't want me? I, I had everything lined up. I had a two-camel garage and everything. It was going to be perfect. But no, you don't want that. Who is he? Who is he? No, no, you don't understand. The Holy Spirit showed up. An angel visited me. Oh, and the angel visited you. No, really, really. It, it, it's a seed from the Holy Spirit. Oh, the Holy Spirit. Is that you're gonna, what you're calling him? So he's troubled. He, and back then, when they got engaged, they had a betrothal service. So they literally had a service like getting married, but you wouldn't start living together and being with each other physically, sexually, until after you had the actual marriage. And what you were saying, though, you were betrothed, you were engaged and saying, this is my woman, this is my man, and I'm going to work hard to build up everything. And once everything's ready... Then I come together, and she's got to be ready all the time. So she has her bags packed, ready to go. And he's like, never mind, unpack your bags, stay with your dad, because you're not coming with me. And he literally could have taken her out publicly and stoned her to death. 
for cheating on him. But he loved her too much and was like, Mary, I love you, but I don't want to kill you. And oh my gosh, I'm going to do this privately. I'm not going to even embarrass you because I love you so much, but how can you do this? Then he goes to sleep and he goes to bed and here comes the angel, Joseph. It freaks him out. So he says, don't be afraid. Mary didn't disapprove of you. God has chosen her. And God has chosen you. I still want you to take her as your wife. Now, you can't be with her till after the child, but I want you to take her as your wife. Like, well, it's just about to divorce her tomorrow. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Take her as your wife. Really? So she hasn't been cheating on me? No. There's no other guy? No. She hasn't been fooling around? No. She's been pure. She's been holy. Wow. So she didn't disapprove of me? No. And Lord, you don't disapprove of me? You accept me? You want me to help raise the holy child? Wow. You ever had any feelings because you were maybe given a new position, a promotion, or and now you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. You want me to do what? I can't do that. I don't know if I'm ready. And the fear of disapproval can mess up our thinking really bad. And then you look at the shepherd. The shepherds were out in the field, and they faced the fear of unexpected changes. They're kicking back. They, shepherds were not respected men. Shepherds were so, they were out in the field constantly, so they stunk, first of all. They, they, were, they were really, they were filthy. They stunk. And they weren't known to be really trustworthy people, so much so that a shepherd could not testify in court because his testimony was no good. And so shepherds were out in the field, and they're kicking back, just a normal day. You got to understand, the only lighting was the stars above. So they're kicking back, and I don't know if they put the sheep down for the night. And they told the sheep, okay, go to bed, count each other. Okay, that was stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Counting sheep? Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I know, that was dumb. But so, so, so look what happens. Let's look at Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 10. That night were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their sheep, of, uh, their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, the suddenly of life came. The suddenly, when you don't expect things, suddenly, when things hit you upside the head, suddenly, when things hit you right at the front door, suddenly, when uh, someone dies in your family, suddenly, when really good news comes, suddenly, stuff that you never expected, suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of God's glory surrounded them. So, man, they didn't have flashlights and all that. They had lanterns and stuff. But, man, all of a sudden, there's this glorious radiance there. And, man, they're, like, tripping out. And, and it says they were terrified. But the angel reassured them once again. Here's an angel saying, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. That'll 
amazing. That will bring great glory. Great joy. Great happiness. Great peace. Great love to all people. Man, they must have been tripping out like, oh man, nobody even acknowledges us. They don't even recognize we exist. Yet here God in his ultimate presence, man, he's scaring the daylights out of us because everything's going to change for me. Hasn't suddenlies come into your life? Some suddenlies are really good. You had no expectations of falling in love and boom, you fell in love. Like, man, I wasn't even looking. And you're just enjoying life and boom, suddenly someone in your family passes away. You're going through life and boom, suddenly you get horrible health news about your condition. Boom, suddenly the stock market is going down and inflation is going up and your 401k is depleting rapidly. and The suddenlies of life happen. Unexpected changes bring great fear. We don't know. We, we're afraid of the unknown. And they were having to deal with that. And then you see King Herod. In the story, King Herod is visited by the Magi and King Herod had to face the fear of losing control. He was the king of that territory. He was in charge. And can you imagine? Well, let's read it in Matthew chapter 2, start at verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? Now, can you imagine? They come to your palace because they've been following the star, the magi, the wise men. They had been following the star and they know it was a king that was going to be born, the king of the Jews. So where do you think a king is going to be born? Well, in the palace, of course. So where do they go? They go to the palace and they go, man, we've been looking, we've been following. We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. Look what it says, King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. Man, the the fear of losing control, the the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and the high priests, they had their little groove. They had their thing going. They enjoyed it. They had, they had money changers in the temple. They were all getting a cut. They had their own private guards. They would abuse and abuse and abuse, and they would just line their pockets. And the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and the high priests had their little game going on. Herod had his. He was, he was, man, he was given territory, all that territory over Jerusalem and, and Judea and all that territory he was now the king over. And he's having a good old time abusing people and, and hiring some of the, 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 the Jewish people to tax their own people. So that's why the tax collectors were so hated and, and Herod had his little groove going on. And all of a sudden somebody shows up Can you imagine they show up to your office and you're the boss and they go, hey, uh, we're looking for the new manager. Wait, I'm the manager. No, we're looking for the new one. What do you mean the new one? They didn't tell me anything. Wouldn't that kind of freak you out? Wouldn't that kind of mess you up? 
It's just that the fear of losing control. It's like, wait, 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 I'm in charge here. Well, not for long. So Herod's like tripping, man. He's like, whoa, I, I, wait, wait, okay. But all of Jerusalem was all messed up. Here, instead of them waiting for the promised Messiah, the promised king, they get shook up when they finally tell him he's coming. We don't know how to handle things sometimes. And then you have Zechariah. Zechariah was the husband of Elizabeth, who was a priest. And he had priestly duties. And once a year, a priest was chosen to go in and light the incense altar. And it was his time. And Zechariah wanted to be a father really bad. And we don't know who was the one that was barren, whether it was Zechariah or Elizabeth. And all we know is that they had not had children and they were up in their years. And Zechariah would pray all the time. Pray, 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 pray. Please, God, give me a son. Please, God, give me a son. Please, God, give me a son. And they were up in their years. And Elizabeth wanted a child, but she was up in her years. But they pray, 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 pray. And, and, and this time in Luke chapter 1, verse 11 and 13, through 13, it says, while Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, one more time, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. And your wife, wife Elizabeth, guess what? We'll give birth and we'll give you a son and you were to name him John. A man, that's, that's not a name that would have been that common for a man that wanted a son for so long to name him after somebody else. And, and John means the announcer, the proclaimer. And this is the John the Baptist. And Elizabeth is the cousin of Mary. And just because of their age, they probably never got to see John the Baptist doing all the work he did, telling people to repent, to turn from their sin. But Zechariah was facing the fear of being disappointed. The fear of being disappointed. He was so disappointed and over and over, and it's like, haven't you ever been so disappointed you don't even know how to pray anymore? You don't even know you want to pray you start praying because you really believe and you want to pray because you really believe that God could do something and he could do something great and you really believe that God can do a miracle, but in the back of your mind, you're also like, yeah, pa'ke, what's the use? Why even pray? I've been pray, 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 pray. Pastor says, pray, 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 pray. Oh, shut up. You don't even know how long I've been praying. I've been praying so long, I'm just disappointed. When is God going to change my husband? When is God going to change my wife? When is God going to get a hold of my children? When is God going to radically change them? When is God, when is God, when is God, when is God? And God says, hey, Zechariah, don't be afraid. I know you're disappointed, but I've heard every cry. I've heard every prayer. I've heard every concern. So don't give up. Don't give up hope. I've told you my story. My mom was a prayer warrior. She prayed every night 
she would pray for a minimum of one hour, if not longer. And she'd go out in the backyard on a swing we had back there, and she'd just sit there and pray and pray and pray. We'd go on vacation sometime. We didn't go on vacation that often, but when we would, it was like, Mom, we're on vacation. My gosh, take your vacation. She's like, ay, mijito, oh, my son, you don't even understand. And I didn't. I didn't understand. I didn't understand why she never let go. And she died before she got to see all of her prayers answered. But every one of my siblings, and including me, we're all serving God. Her prayers were answered even though she went to heaven before she got to see him. Don't stop praying. I know you might be disappointed. I know you might totally be not ready for the unexpected. You feel like you're losing control. You feel like you're not approved and you feel like you're, you're just inadequate. But God is saying, if God be for you, who could be against you? I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to carry you through. So then, how do we defeat the fears that hold us back? How do we do that? Well, one, surrender your life completely to God daily. Every day, a living sacrifice, every day. Holy and acceptable to the Lord, every day. Every day you give back to God. Every day you say, God, I'm yours. Every day you come before your altar and you go, Heavenly Father, this day is not possible without you. Thank you that you allowed me to wake up this side of dirt. And Lord, I'm gonna live it for your glory. I'm gonna do whatever I can for your glory. Use me today. Guide me, bless me. I give you my life Lord, I've surrendered to you, and I already have salvation, so I don't have to get saved every day, but every day I have to surrender myself, every day. In Luke chapter 1, verse 38, Mary responded, I'm scared to death. I feel inadequate, but I am the Lord's servant. I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. You see, sometimes when the Lord gives us a task and God calls us to do something great for him, fear overwhelms us. Obstacles come our way. And we don't even know how to handle them. And we feel like, I don't know if I can really do this. And Lord, I'm yours. So whatever you say, I'm doing. And whatever you say can be done, Lord, let it happen because here I am. Look in the book of Job, chapter 11, verse 13 through 18. It says, if only you would prepare your heart and lift your hands to him, the Lord, in prayer, Get rid of your sins and leave all inequity behind you. Then your face will brighten with innocence and you will be strong and free of fear. You will forget your misery. It will be like water flowing away. Your life will be brighter than the noonday. Even darkness will be as bright as the morning. 
So he's saying, man, you come to the Lord and you get right with the Lord and you present yourself before the Lord. Even the dark times are going to seem bright. Having hope will give you courage. You will be protected and will rest in safety. Thank you, Jesus, for his promise. The second thing we need to do is not only consecrate ourselves daily, but stop listening to the voices of fear. We all have all these crazy voices in our head. We just listen to crazy stuff. Sometimes it's, it's voices of, you can't do that. Who do you think you are anyway? You're not that smart. You're not that gifted. You're not that talented. You can't do that. Or sometimes we hear voices like, oh, you're better than that. Don't hang out with, oh, you're much higher, you're more better, you're more equipped, you're more educated than those people. We hear crazy stuff in our head, and we end up following it, and sometimes we get ourselves in a mess because of that. So quit listening to the crazy voices in your head. Quit listening to the voices of fear, the voices that talk you out of doing something supernatural for God. I'm telling you, every year, the angel tree outreach has gotten better. I told Pastor Chris and Pastor Sonia, right? Then you could do it. But if you know it's wrong, then don't do it. He's saying, listen to the right voice. Listen to the right thing. Because you've got to make sure you do the right thing to bring glory to God. Amen? Let's move on if we're going to really overcome our fears that hold us back. We've got to fill our minds with music that praises God. Fill your mind with music that, man, some of you listen to garbage. Your playlist is garbage. I'm not saying you can't listen to secular music, but you know what? Man, there's secular music. I, like, I used to be a rocker. And also R&B. You know, so I liked, you know. Anyway, I better not say what I like because you, you guys are going to go there. But there's time I'll listen to the music, but listen, after maybe one or two, I have to change the music. You know why? Because it starts changing my mind. It takes me places I don't need to be anymore. It takes me places I don't want to be and I don't need to be, and God says, you know what, what are you doing? It's okay to go down memory lane, but don't live there. Amen? We need to get into the Word. We need to get into praising God. Look, I, this week, on, on, I think it was, yeah, it was Friday. Man, I was in so much pain. And all I did is I pulled up worship music on my, my, my phone on Spotify, and I started with, oh, Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I see. When your hand is on this child, your grace abounds in me. And I just was worshiping God and saying, God, you didn't send this pain to my hip. Arthritis came into this world because of sin. Not my sin. Adam and Eve 
introduced sin into this world. We weren't supposed to have hip replacements and joint replacements and rotor cup surgeries and knee surgeries or hip surgeries or cancer. We weren't supposed to have all of that. But when sin came, it came in, came in hard. So you need to praise through that. You might be going through a difficult time. Praise through that. Mary responded with praise. Here she's tripping out, but look what it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 4, 46. She says, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he took notice of this lowly servant girl, and now, and from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And then she goes on, for the Holy One is, for the, for the Mighty One is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation. And she just goes on till verse 40, 56, praising God, praising God, praising God in the middle of her fear, praising God in the feeling of her inadequacy, praising God, wondering what's going to happen. Is Joseph going to put me to death? Praising God, saying, you know what? I might lose my future because Joseph isn't going to want me anymore and I'm not even going to have the house. I'm not going to have the camels. I'm not going to have anything but I'm going to praise him in the hard time. I'm going to praise him in the good time. And she praised God. It was Mary's song. It was in Luke chapter 1, verse 46 through 56. Then you see Elizabeth. She's pregnant. Zechariah is in there. And Zechariah gets frightened by the angel. And the angel says, you're, you're going to, you are going to, be a father, and he had been praying so long that he laughed. <laughs> he's like, yeah, right. I'm going to be a dad. Yeah, right, Elizabeth's going to get pregnant. Sure, God. <laughs> he laughed. So you know what the Lord did? Took his voice away. Oh, yeah? You want to mock me? You want to you wanna deny me? You don't want to believe me? Took his voice away. Can you imagine? All year he had been waiting to go into the sanctuary to be the one that was going to light that... The, light up the, the altar that day, and, and he comes back, and people, how'd it go, how'd it go? <laughs> what? He's trying to say what happened, but he had no voice. And Elizabeth says, what happened, Zechariah? Can you imagine? He probably didn't want to go in the, in the public anymore. Asked them a million times, what happened? What happened? Elizabeth, what happened to your hubby? Oh, you know what? Cats doesn't have his tongue. God's got his tongue. And you know what's really interesting? The minute the baby was born, he could talk. He could talk. It was amazing. For nine months, he didn't talk. Elizabeth was, God answers prayer. No, 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 no. no that's, that's so messed up, man. But look, in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 42 through 45, it's Elizabeth's song. She sang. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. And she just begins to praise God. And the baby leaped within her own womb. And then the angels sang. 
They sang. They lifted voice. In Luke chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, right there in front of the shepherds, suddenly the angels joined with a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth to those whom God has pleased. The shepherds sang in verse In Luke 2, verse 20, the shepherds went back with their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard. Zechariah celebrated. Chapter 1 of Luke, verse 67 through 79, Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. He started with, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because... He has visited and redeemed his people, and he went on and on. I'm telling you, you need to sing in the midst of your fear. Sing, sing to the glory of God. And last, is place your hope on the promises of God. Place your hope on the promises of God. Luke chapter 1, verse 45. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. We are blessed when we believe. Think of the things God has done through your life, and it's only because you have put your faith in God and believe. Psalm 56, verse 3 and 4 says, but when, you are, but when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. Because I'm freaking out right now, but I'm going to trust in what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? I'm telling you, the greatest promise that God gave was in John 3.16. For this is how God loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. In Hebrews 2.15, it says only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Man, in the song of O Little Town of Bethlehem, it says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. I don't know what you've been facing that's fearful. I don't know what's been overwhelming you. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I will tell you this. In the name of Jesus, trust him. If you've never put your whole trust in him and you need to start off daily, but you've never even accepted him as your Savior and Lord, and you want to do that today, raise your hand say, Pastor, that's me. I've never prayed that. Is there anyone here that wants to receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord? Then let me pray for you. Would you stand to your feet? If there's something you've been going through, maybe you need to come and lay a fear down and you need to say, man, I I really been tripping out. I've really been fearful of what's happening. I need your strength and help. I need your assurance and your love. And you want to come to the altar, I encourage you to do that. Invite someone to come with you. Say, would you go up there with me? I just need prayer. I need God's reassurance. I need his love and his mercy. 
I feel overwhelmed with what's going on in my life, but I want to trust him in the middle of fear, in the moment of pain. So ask God to place his healing on you and your, his spirit within you. Ask God to overwhelm you with his goodness and his love. Ask God to fill you with his peace and his power. Father, we love you. We praise your holy name. Sing this song out as a song of testimony. Great. 
Father, we come before you in this place right now. We thank you for your greatness more than anything. We thank you for the opportunity to lift up praise. We thank you for the opportunity to sit in this place in your presence and to hear a mighty new word for our lives. Heavenly Father, let that word be planted deep within us, that in that moment when we need it most, may it grow into fruition, that we would live out the purpose for which you have created us, Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray for each one of us as we go out into the city in this time that is supposed to be a time of joy, but when really a lot of people are running around with all kinds of stress. Lord, that we be the salt and light, that we spread your joy in the communities that we reach out to in this time. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done for us and for everything that you are doing for us right now and for everything that you will do for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Church, it is so awesome with, to worship with you. Would y'all just go out, live it out. Amen.